Well, look at you. It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Welcome. Hi. What's going on? Great. Okay, I'm going to get right into it. Here's the thing. You're fucking voting for Hillary Clinton. Well, hello. Hello. Hi, Nathan. Hi. I'm here with Nathan Aleph. How are you? I'm great. Oh, wonderful. We have another guest joining us later who's not here yet, so we're going to just read him to filth. He's going to burst through the door. I know. It's going to be a whole thing. You haven't met him. It's going to be a whole thing. His name is H. Michael Croner, and it's our fault, a scheduling error, and it's a whole thing, and it's just like, oh, well, let's just go ahead and get started, and maybe this will be interesting. It might be a complete nightmare. It kind of goes with the theme of the show, right? It's like, wherever it takes us. So exactly. Whoever comes in can Exactly. Talk. I love that. It's like, just, hey, man, we're all in this together, and some people thought it was 2.30, some people thought it was 3 o'clock. We should tell them to bring just a stranger in, in uh, the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that remind me of, like, when like the the liberal family always has like they bring a homeless person to Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, have you, yes. have you ever see that like in movies and yeah. and like on like sitcoms and stuff? There's always like, the kooky. What is that? There's more than one like it hap- movie. It happens in yeah. a lot of movies. It's like a it's like a trope of like yeah. this year for Thanksgiving we're gonna pick up a homeless person and and just fill them full of Why fat is it turkey dinner. That people do that more. I, I don't guess. know. It's our, our, our genocide celebrating. I don't know what it's about, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you don't never hear about that when at Christmas, Christmas like, or like Valentine's Day or like any other like day. Yeah. <laughs> Come in, eat, have a present. Have a present. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. He died for you. Um, I know. I know. But that makes, I would love for H to just bring in a, a total stranger. Oh, my God. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, how was your day? What's going on? It was on? good. It was yeah. chill. Yeah. Yeah, I I live in North Hollywood. Oh, so it's a little yes, jaunt, little quick jaunt. That's nice. Over. I love how every time you talk about we're here in Burbank. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I always love to mention the way I'm in that I'm in yeah. Burbank. It makes me feel really. You know, Burbank was one of those. I think because like. I don't know. I used to think that the Golden Girls were filmed at Burbank, but they they weren't. Mm. They were at Sunset Gower. But for some, there was some TV show that I grew up watching, and I remember hearing like it was filmed in Burbank. It may have been. Was it Roseanne? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're wearing a gorgeous Roseanne, a Halloween Roseanne shirt that I love so much. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I used to. Always I'm sure there's Bur- a lot. I mean, there's a lot that's yeah. obviously films there, but it just, it's, it goes back to childhood. I'm like, oh, Burbank, right. it's doing very well. Have you gone to the Golden Girls house? I never have. I haven't either. Have you? Okay. No. Where is it? Do you even know where it is? It, I think it's uh, Beverly Hills or just like somewhere uh, okay. beyond there or like hidden away. But I've heard there's a wall up and you can't see. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, Let's I can't imagine. And people live there? I think so. Yeah. I, that would be such a nightmare to live there. And be like, you know, uh, people approaching their house, but uh, wanting yeah, to see it. yeah, wanting to see it. So um, I think it would be a nightmare to live in the Golden Girls house, like Definitely. any any place like that, where people yeah. would just drive by. Yeah. And it's just the amount of tourists that just want to get to the Hollywood sign. It's yeah. crazy, but yeah. I can't imagine like live literally living in. in yeah. Because, like, for me, like, I, you know, I, I have gone by and seen, like, you know, Nancy's house from Nightmare on Elm Street, because that's, uh, that was a pilgrimage for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. And it's right mm-hmm. by, you know, 
guitar center or just on the sunset mm-hmm. and one of those little side streets. But if you actually lived there and had people driving there all the time and going by and like something like that, I think that would be yeah. so annoying yeah. at a certain point. I lived in Chicago forever and just outside of Chicago is the Home Alone house. Oh, right. And it looks exactly the same. It's got that big driveway. There's no gate. Uh-huh. So people just like drive I- in and... I was pictures. just there. I was just in like um, what's it? North Shore, Northridge, uh, Northridge, or... Deerfield. Yeah, is that what that is? That's like, one of them. Okay, that's like because everybody said it's a John Hughes capital of like he would film a lot of his movies there. Right. I don't know if he did planes, trains, and automobiles or sixteen candles so, or whatever, but they, yeah. they but somebody they made a point to mention that. Um, to me, which I also love every time you go out of town and they hear you're from L.A., they want to tell you what movies have filmed yeah, there. And yeah. I'm like, there are more, brothers. There are more <laughs> interesting <laughs> things than. But like, yeah, I don't know why that is. That's like, I guess it's like a just a point of conversation. But people always yeah. want to be like, oh, you live in L.A. It's a touristy thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They want to tell you like what's filmed there. And I'm like, I just I want to know where like the local, like the best diner is. Yeah. Or I want to know where like the what the what. What is the, what's the local color? The fabric. <laughs> Just of the take town. me there. Take me there. Take so me you grew up outside of, outside of Chicago, Chicago. So near Springfield, a very small town called okay. Athens. Called Nathan's. Athens. Oh, Athens. <laughs> Not Athens. Oh, okay. Athens. Athens. Yes. And then you made a wonderful movie called Miles that I love so much. Thanks. Um, that you have to see. Is it now? Is it available on? It's not. We are okay because you're still doing festival circuits. We, we and, are, yeah, and winning awards everywhere, which is yeah, so great. We've won four so far. That's so it's great. Been so, it's been really nice. Really well deserved. Been great. Yeah. And then, um, so, uh, so then, yeah, you're obviously you wait till that all, you know, yeah. that that cycles through. Yeah. It takes about a year for a, a movie to right, do that, yeah, and so then it gets distribution. Probably early next year. Sometime okay. in the first to second quarter of next year, it'll okay. be widely available. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. and that was set. In... It was it, it was loosely based. It's set in Illinois. Okay, loosely okay. based on my hometown mm-hmm. and things that my mother and I went through around that time when I was in uh, junior high and high school. Uh huh. When I was on the girls' volleyball team. I, I I love that so much because it's such a great part of the movie and to find out that you really did that is mm. just really incredible. Yeah. So you were and you were the only you were the only boy on the girls volleyball team? Yeah, I feel like there was a a boy or two that came and like went really fast. They're like, I can't do that. <sighs> okay. Because there was no boys volleyball team. Exactly. It was such a small school that mm-hmm. there weren't there wasn't enough interest to, to form a boys team. Uh-huh. And um I guess and it's sort of the reverse of Title Nine where you know, they have to let a girl play on a boys team. Right. There's not like a Title IX for the opposite. It's sort of a case by case basis. That's so weird. But in my town, you know, and it was in junior high and the movies in high school. Right. It really wasn't a big deal. Uh-huh. My mom was a teacher there and they loved her, so they couldn't really fuck with me. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right. I was just one of the girls. Right. It'd be interesting, though, like a, of an experiment because. You know, like volleyball and in portraying your movie, it's like, you know, yes, it's a, it's this girl sport. And they, they, you know, I love that they argue that the, the guy has this special advantage. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very interesting. But like if it was something more traditionally feminine that you wanted to do, like if you were trying to join like the ballet, you know, class yeah. or something like that, how they would react. Yeah. You know, and how much like the world is changing and how like, 
just how kids are just expressing themselves. I mean, gender is so fluid yeah. now with kids, even everywhere, like yeah. in small towns across yeah. the thing where they're going. You know what? And it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are, you know, transgender or but they might be the, experimenting in the place of just or, or just going, you know what? I'm a boy. I've never denied my my mm-hmm. boyness and I've never. But I want to do what the girls are doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would have loved to have, you know, done more. I mean, I was, you know, I guess I was a little bit into dolls and stuff as a kid, but, you know, I, I remember like, going here because my story is like, we're getting a little it? warm here. Oh, good. Oh, good, 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 good. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warm you into, yes. into it. Um, and I have no idea, by the way, what story you're going to tell me, so I can't wait to hear it. But yeah, I mean, I remember, though, the distinction, like, growing up, like, I could play with He-Man figures, but not She-Ra, because she had, like, doll hair. <laughs> Definitely She-Ra, not Barbie. Not Barbie. And I was I was never really that into Barbie. Like, I, 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 don't, I remember finding one of my mom's old Barbies and playing with it a little bit, but I kind of, it wasn't like a secret, it wasn't a dream of mine to be like, really, I can't wait to play with sitting Barbie. Sitting in the corner, like, brushing her hair. No, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quietly crying, <laughs> cutting the inside of my Putting thigh. makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible, I'm a horrible person. Because um, there were people that do that and still and do. It's and it's just fine. And it's just it's fine. Beautiful. Of course, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I was, but I, but I remember that distinction. I remember as a kid thinking that was weird. I'm like, I can't have She-Ra because mm-hmm. she had like long like pretty doll hair and I think my parents were like well that's just a slippery slope mm-hmm. like that's gonna be like next thing out he's gonna be wearing princess yeah. dresses well I collected uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures oh yeah same and, here yeah. and when that April O'Neil figure yes. came out I was like I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Of course you do. <laughs> and that one ended up being the most valuable one years later. Oh, really? I mean, I destroyed it. But, oh, you yeah. Know, if it was like packaged, it was like $300. I could have. Wow. Yeah. More but... valuable than Sketcher the Rat. What was the rat? <laughs> Splinter. <laughs> Splinter. <laughs> Shredder. Shredder. Krang. Oh, my God. <laughs> the brain and the belly. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. Krang? Yeah. Okay, Krang, yeah. I remember Krang. that. Yeah. Yeah, my brother was way into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh. and like told me I had to learn all about, you know. I loved them. You know which color each one of them was, and right. like, and and what you know, yeah, Donatello yeah. and yeah. all of them, <laughs> all of them. Oh, yeah. that world, that world of like childhood, just like just fantasy, and just yeah. like how that's so beautiful and wonderful yeah. that we, you know, that we do that. But it's mm-hmm. we just, I just think like for kids now, the world is just so much more open because we go, you don't have to love trucks and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sports or yeah. if you like sports you might want to do what the girls are doing and that shouldn't be con- considered weird yeah right yeah totally and it's still happening too like with the volleyball thing uh when we were writing it my co-writer and i we did some research and uh-huh. there's there were two different schools in new york that had boys that wanted that played on the girls team to try and get a scholarship mm-hmm. like in my film and they got kicked off because wow. it was ruled unfair. Uh-huh. And and again, it's like a case-by-case thing. So it's not like, oh, automatically, like, they got to go. Like, they had to go through this, like, trial process. Right. And the town banded together, you know, and got, got them kicked off. And that was their hope for a scholarship. Wow. And, they, and, it, and that was, you know, just a couple of years ago. That's so crazy. Um, well, yeah, and there's also, there have been some great documentaries uh, about uh, LGBT athletes. Mm. And um, there's Out to Win there was there was there's several that are that are really great and it's fascinating because you can argue that someone has like an unfair advantage physically and i get that especially i mean like i get it when it's like 
a boy who might be like stronger, right. more f- like physically. But then there's this other argument with a lot of like like transgender MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. There was, a, um, is it? Oh my God, what is her name? <laughs> Losing her name. Well, wasn't there up. also a tra- the first transgender woman to run uh, track in the Olympics this year? Is that there I may have been that, right? Maybe that's completely made up, but um, so there's some really great documentaries about LGBT athletes, mm-hmm. and um, and you you know you could argue that yes, like men have an unfair advantage. I mean, physically, they mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know they're, they're you just you can outpower a woman just by just the way you're built and yeah. but then you have transgender athletes who take hormones and actually lose like you know male to female they will be like i am now a female and it should be fair i mean it should be on equal physical level at that physical level because like you know you figure all those things and because you can you can i mean you can take you know people's you know morality and ethics and whatever whatever bullshit those things are out of it and just look at it just boiling it down to science of it Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it, it it um yeah, but it's exciting. I think that we're no longer told like you'll you're gonna like pink and you're gonna like blue. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. boring. I was just talking to someone the other day about the volleyball thing, and they're I forget who it was. Someone they knew played volleyball in high school on the girls' team, but they could only play when the other team had a boy on it too. And oh, that's so, and so weird. They, got, they had to be benched, you know, for right. most of the time. Right. But then in the practices, when they were just at their school practicing, they would always put the boy against like all the girls because you know he was stronger and it would be more of a challenge for them to uh oh i see okay okay yeah and they would train that and they would guess that's a little better because they kind of get to play right but it's it's not quite (laughs) i know it is and it's tricky because it's like you know marching towards equality literally means that like equal so it's it's hard when you're like looking at like well men have traditionally been given more and have more opportunity than women do and in this situation you're going backwards and saying like if there's like one girl on the team that like you know then you're like let the girl play and everybody would be in agreement about that they're like that's so unfair to make Mm -hmm. the girl sit on the bench the whole time and with the boy they're going well you know what he sorry you're not gonna be able to do that and it's like oh man yeah that's hard that's like the the kid just wants to play and the kid wants to be a kid yeah the kid is not saying i'm a boy i'm i'm making the statement that not doing it for any reason to be like, oh, I'm going to beat those girls. They're right. weak. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Maybe for a scholarship, but, you know, there's many other boys. There are many other easier ways to do yeah. that. Or, That's yeah. the other thing, yeah, yeah. too. Like when I, I think any time, especially when you're a kid and you dare to be different in any way, you're insanely brave, you know, and because there's so many easier ways to get you know things where you're where you're going to stay popular where you don't have to challenge anything mm-hmm. you know and anytime you go against that you you're like speaking to this like higher truth yeah. and this thing inside you that's like that's not that's not easy to do yeah and when you're that young you know i was in junior high when i did that and i didn't even think about like being teased or anything. Maybe it was because my school was so small. Yeah. How small I, was your school? My graduating class was 63 kids. Oh, wow. Okay. That so is the really town small. was 1,800 and it was wow. microscopic. Yeah. And I guess like, because everyone knows everyone and like their families know everyone, it's like there's teasing, but it was never, 
it's it was never a big thing that I would think about would blow up in my face or, um, you know, being gay never even. I mean, I wasn't out in junior high. But. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't 2016 yeah. when the kids are out. I wore glitter every day. Science. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's yeah. it's. I think it's different when you're that young and just having fun. And it's like playing with dolls. You know? Right. It's, it's also interesting not, to think that like. You know, people always they they love to malign small towns as saying they're these backwoods, you know, places where there's almost repression and everything. And it's like, yeah, but when a town's that small, are they closer because they're all tight knit yeah. and everybody knows yeah. everybody and they know that everyone has good intentions mm-hmm. and they know who their families are. And so if somebody and that's always been my sort of um weird relationship with the South and growing up in the South and I'm like when I tell people I'm from North Carolina and they say I'm sorry it really offends me because I'm like I'm not yeah. I'm not sorry that I'm from there I yeah. love being from there it's and I, I love going it's my roots and it's like so much of me is so Southern and I'm and I'm so from that world and there are so many lovely people that I grew up with who see the world differently than I do who you know um, and it's why, like, I was just, you know, screaming earlier, you know, politically what's going on in the world. It's like our country is, you know, we love to be in L.A. and look at, like, red states and go, oh, my God, they're all waving Trump flags around and hating the gays and, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and shooting people of color and supporting the cops and, and doing that. And, and it's like that's what the media is showing. And mm-hmm. there's there's such a wide group of people in this country that 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 are like us like we're so much more alike than we are different in a way that like you go i go back to my family in south carolina and we might disagree about you know some big things but ultimately we're like pro people and we're Mm -hmm. like pro people being happy and content and loved Mm -hmm. and you know and it's fascinating that we don't see it that way like we, we we love to point you know paint these crazy sides because it makes for like better TV um, and there are people who literally don't know the the, the small town world mm-hmm. and they just look at it as like oh god that's terrifying and everybody there it's like has a secret and wants to like tear everybody down and it's like they just want to like live their lives yeah. and you know and it makes you who you are I mean you know without living in a small town I wouldn't have made this film. I mean, I'm sure Absolutely. I could have pulled from something else. Sure, but, sure. You know, it's it's a part of us, and it, right. I think it makes us different. Well, and the and thing about your f- the, uh, the thing about your movie that I think is so great is that it's it's such a sweet movie that it doesn't condescend to anybody. That there's it it it, it really clearly you came from uh, this town. Like there's no you there are other I can't even think of an example, and I don't need to like trash another movie to make yours look good. But I've seen we've all seen those movies where it's like real hokum people, and they. You know, and it, it looks down its nose at at small town people, and and it, I hate that. Yeah. Like nothing irritates me more because it's just like it's it's just assuming that like you couldn't possibly be intelligent, you couldn't possibly be like valid, right? Um, and you make really stupid decisions, and your characters in your movie, um, you know, make some really complicated decisions. I mean, Molly Shannon's character is a very complicated mm-hmm, woman mm-hmm. that, you know, in any other hands or I will say in lesser hands, you might really like hate that woman or you might really not understand her. And at the end, you're like, God, I get it. I get mm-hmm. her and I get what she's about. And it's um, that's something that I love that you brought that to to your work. And yeah, like I said, if you grew up in New York and tried to tell that story, I don't know that you could because mm-hmm. it's like you don't you wouldn't know that 
that extra layer of like, let's take care of these people mm-hmm. um, without looking down and, and feeling sorry for them or thinking yeah. like, oh, they're they're gonna they're dumb and they're gonna make really stupid decisions. Yeah. Oh, hi. Look who hi. just walked in the door. Oh my gosh. Hi, guys. It's H. Michael Croner. <laughs> yes, you were just saying that um, that you were going to, to, to couch my bad behavior. You were going to say, like, oh, it's our fault. There was a scheduling. It was totally it's our not. fault. It was 100. It was 100% <laughs> my fault. <laughs> and I really feel, I, I do, I feel like a monster. You're so funny when you came in here. You, you're like you're just, like, racked with guilt. And it's totally fine. I know. This, uh, I, I, I don't know. This, so so quickly. This is, how I, this is how all of my close relationships are. I like, I, I all I want to do is share the worst stuff, but like I'm in therapy. <laughs> and like, nice to meet you. It's like uh, whatever I talk about, my therapist just goes like, "I think this is another guilt thing." This is like <laughs> this is like chapter thirty-seven of your yeah. guilt issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, any opportunity, any opportunity for me to feel just like deep brown saucy waves of guilt <laughs> and I was like yeah absolutely yeah let's take advantage yeah, of this yeah it was totally fine I just had a weird feeling like we, we were doing it I was like also like you know when you do these things it, it happens we all do it we, we're like super busy but I just thought when I when I called you I was like I bet for some reason he just forgot or, or he got the time wrong or something I was like, you just got the time wrong you're here yeah. here you are that's the most important yeah, like, thing here. You yeah, made Nathan, it. it's nice You're to meet here. you. And nice the, to meet the, you too. They, in yeah. this like very shameful way. Yeah, you have really nice it. legs. Oh my See? God, thank so. you. See? Things are great. I feel I'm glowing now. (laughs) (laughs) She could see the redness. Oh, I know exactly. It's like oh, like oh, everyone's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So um, anyway, we were talking about um, uh, boys. Nathan was uh, played volleyball on the girl all girls team when he was in junior high, Mm -hmm. and they made a movie about it, which is lovely. It's called Miles. And so we were just talking about boys doing traditionally female things and female and, and late girls doing traditional male things. Um, and that was kind of where we where we left off. But we were talking about dolls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then you said it was and leading into your it, story. Yeah. So do you want to like go for your story, Nathan? Sure. And, and, and H, feel free to jump in at any time and ask questions or okay. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's so funny that we were kind of headed in that direction. I, I guess it's just It's a the magic of me. how this crazy <laughs> yeah. lady beast works called yeah. podcasting because it. I can't believe how many shows we two people, like in this in many cases, two people that don't even know each other, how stories like common themes come out or you just go, oh, that's so weird because I was going to tell this and that. And I think it's really cool that you bring in two people. Mm-hmm. And like right now, we don't know each other, and we're disclosing. Like, oh, I know, I know. Is it great? I'm gonna make you as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. We're also fully nude, by the way. <laughs> right um, now, like, I'm not gonna tell you what it is in case I am able to do this. But like, I have a story that just came in my head based on what you were talking about, oh. and it's the idea of sharing it. It feels like a nightmare. Don't pick oh. but, but I, I also know, I also know you well enough to know that you would be like, you would, you would eat it with a tiny spoon oh my god and you're not gonna tell that one <laughs> no i'm like like right now my mind is racing to think of another doll centric story no 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 no. don't don't at all don't worry about that i want to hear i want to hear your uh small spoon story <laughs> the small spoon yeah yeah okay great. okay so um well my story it's completely disgusting oh i love um, it when i was and i was trying to think of when this Occurred, uh-huh. and I think I was a senior in high school. Uh huh. Okay. I had a very unhealthy obsession. I collected Beanie Babies. <gasps> oh my God! Ooh. Disgusting. I had all of them. <gasps> Did you have the Princess Diana? I had eight of them. 
Oh my god! I had eight of them. In, well, that's not all of them. That were, there were like hundreds of them, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I didn't have like the first ones. Okay, that cost okay. thousands of dollars. Okay, but they but were still I, in the plastic. They well, they didn't. They didn't come. They did come in like pl- a plastic bag. But I uh-huh. bought these display cases for the Princess Diana bears. Oh. And I would I would get up. I it was basically myself and a bunch of grandmothers uh-huh. that would show up at like science museum gift shops. Oh and, my and, god! Uh, you know wherever I could call and find when they would have them when they opened, and whatever it was like the the peace bear that was tie dyed was a big one when uh-huh. that one came out. And what and did Princess Diana look like? Because it, I remember she was purple and she had a white rose. No, I remember oh, okay. this. I remember. I remember. Or like... Do you mean the woman? <laughs> <laughs> I could describe I her. mean the woman. She was purple. <laughs> she was a purple bear. She was a purple bear with Looked a white just rose. just like her. She was our rose. I remember those Beanie Babies being on like the covers of magazines. Oh, oh yeah. Were, it were, was there huge. was a time where like that, just that rainbow bear would be like, it was like a celebrity. It was oh, like. Oh, completely. Like, I also remember Princess Diana Beanie Baby not looking like Princess Diana and being very confused by that yeah. when I was, you know, that purple. age. Purple. It was like, well, purple. here's a bear. Here's a color of a bear we haven't used. Let's I guess because it's. That. Purple's royalty. Put a pretty. Ra- is yeah. that why the color sure. royalty? Sure. I'm gonna guess. So, I, <laughs> I would just drive around. Saturday mornings was Beanie Babies morning, and I it would was- grab like my two girlfriends from from high school, and we would go. Oh, and I collect thought you meant like there were two older ladies that you're just like. No, I was in a three way. Ethel and Dot. <laughs> I would pick them up, and <laughs> and it was, you know, it just looking back, it's like why. Why? And, and what I, did you do when you got there? What did you like? What did you talk about? I was about, obsessed. Or? I was insane. I would like try and get there for like to be in the front of the line. Uh-huh. I would unlock the doors and I'd be like, "Where are they?" And wow. go in and just grab them. And there would they would only have like one or two like of the of certain rare ones. Uh huh. And I would grab those, get them, and uh, how much did they cost? How much was it? A- well, they were supposed to cost six dollars. Some places would charge a lot more than that, depending. Uh-huh. And if it was a store like that had like trading cards and comics, they would charge whatever they wanted. Like, uh huh. Because they knew they could I think get it. Those Diana Bears when they came out were like three hundred plus dollars. Wow. Yeah. And this was before, uh, you know, um, a lot of e trading and stuff, right? So like, I yeah. Mean, no, you know, eBay. I think eBay was a you thing, had eBay. and they were big on there. Um, but quick, shortly after, they just stopped being popular. And I just, you know, sold them all off for a fraction of the price. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I guess I matured and I was just like, what the what was fuck I doing? is all this? Well, I, I collected comics when I was in eighth grade. I collected comic books like crazy. And I, I, I read them and enjoyed them for a little bit. But I also, it was in the boom where everyone was collecting comics. Sure. And so... Like if it, if I had been ten years older, the comics I would have had would have been really valuable. Uh-huh. But the comics I even if I had them to this day, they wouldn't be right. worth anything because right. everyone had yeah. the comics that I was collecting because everybody was like, we need to hold on to these and keep them in the bag or keep them in mint condition. And yeah. you do all that stuff that you're just like, you know, like yeah. I know you think as kids, like I, I was a collector. I loved to collect things when Me I was a, a very little kid. I used to collect chapsticks. What? Fuck you! I know. No, you that did disgusting. It. Would you? <laughs> I would keep them. I loved every color. I would. I would. I would had a giant rubber band around all the chapsticks that I collected, and I would get every color that I could. 
and I like loved them. Did would you use them or keep them? I didn't as, really. I don't really remember using like, them. Sealed. That much. Like, I like no. to just. I like to <laughs> pres- Wait, keep but, them pristine. But they were they were the tubes, right? You didn't keep them in like the the cardboard back. No, I kept that. No, I had the tubes. I, I you know yeah yeah yeah. He's not and, a monster. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I had this I had this collection of these Star Wars cards that were like. Do you remember Magic? Magic the Game. Magic the Gathering, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, they were very similar to Magic. It was, like, the same type uh-huh. of game. But I didn't know how to play. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand oh, the point yeah, yeah, system yeah. or how things worked. I just liked the cards. Uh-huh. So, I had these, these like, cardboard, like, um, silos of cards. <laughs> just, like, stuffed with these cards. And, right. Yeah. And these, like, um, these like the, you'd put the good ones in these little plastic cases. But people would ask me, people would see that I had them, and they'd go, like, do you want to play sometime? And I'd be like, oh, my schedule's pretty busy, because I didn't, I had this didn't deep shame, again, guilt, again, guilt, uh-huh. but like, I had this deep shame of, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a poser, I don't I don't know. know how to play. I just like them, I just want to hold them and look at them. Right. I think I think some people did that that were just trying to collect like the rare ones and things like that. But, but it wasn't. But it was I, also really I didn't complicated. Have, like, a good. I wasn't like you. I wasn't like making. I just would. I bought like enough packs to have a stack of them, and then we we're like, these are mine. That was that <laughs> yeah. was as complicated as the <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I own these. Yeah. Like there are things that I can look back and go, oh, I get why I loved that. Like I loved Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. And to this day, I get why I like Garbage Pail Kids because that's basically like the groundlings on trading cards, like for kids, <laughs> like with. with Children, you know, they're like crazy characters on cards, and I was fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And I love the du- the stupid punny names, which is basically yeah. like drag queens, you know. And I so I that's totally, referring all over themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they always had, you know, it was like blood and jelly and teeth on themselves, and it was always you know like toilet Tom. To- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like crawling out of. See, I, I love that. I'm yeah. way into that, and I'm like, yeah, that was just. Is that your next show? It's toilet Tom. toilet Tom. <laughs> <laughs> just me crawling out of a toilet <laughs> for like an hour and a half uh, just stuck just stuck trying to get wriggle out. out non-verbal hour and a half show yeah. um, but no I mean that just like made the way for like me loving John Waters movies later and like loving like you know that sort of sensibility where I'm like oh I love you know people at their worst and and I celebrate that and be, and I love mm. that but but um, then there are other things that I'm just like, why? Like chapsticks. Yeah. Why did I collect chapsticks? Something that caught on to you with and those. Yeah. yeah. Like, gra- they grabbed you. I mean, I definitely like, I loved colors and I was like way into like different colors as a kid. Like that was a big thing. And my mom's an interior designer. So she had all these like samples, uh, like swatches. And I would love to like collect those. Would you organize the- them by like the shades? Like, yeah. you know, from light to dark? Or- I don't think so. Like, I've never been into, like, the organizing. Like, I kind of, to this day, cringe at, like, when I just see, like, a traditional, like, rainbow of things. I'm like, that's so boring. Like, mm. mix, mix it up. <laughs> mix it up. Get it crazy. Yeah. Like, it's never been my, um, I don't know. But, yeah. I don't know what it is. Now, you had, did you have, were you, like, closeted about your Beanie I Baby was. Love? You didn't tell anybody. You know, I, I cheated. I've I cheated a little bit. I've told a couple people. Uh-huh. And in Miles, there's like two Beanie Babies. There room. are? Oh my God, I love it. But, it's, like, it's like your little Easter egg yeah, to yourself. But like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was kind of embarrassed, yeah. I think. And it was only girls I would tell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, exactly. I can't tell right. my, my, my guy pals. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, and I got to a point where my room was full of them, and I they evolved to the, the be, um, 
pillow pals. It was like the giant beanie babies. Oh my god! And I would get the protectors for the tags, and I was like, "This is going too far." Wait, wait, wait! wait. I don't. So the protectors for the. So you know they had the little heart tag that you open up, and it says their name and like a little their birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a little little paper. It was like a. It was plastic. Okay, so and it would it would clasp over. So it was like a paper to protect it from bending. So you. Oh uh-huh. Yeah. So Diana got them. I got love them. I love thinking about the piece of garbage who pitched that. Who was like, yeah. uh-huh. you know what we could make totally. crazy money off of just by like uh-huh. making one fucking uh-huh. tiny little plastic mold yeah. and making yeah. a million of them. Ugh. At one point I was putting them in like Ziploc bags. I'm like, air cannot like I need to preserve these. <laughs> oh my and god. And I'm like I'm like, I need to learn how to use the AVA right now. Yeah, and and just my room is full of like pl- bears in yeah. plastic bags. Yeah, if you walked in, you would be like, "Whose grandmother's room?" Is exactly. This? Or what serial killer lives yeah. here? <laughs> Five year old. It is so. It is so. It's so like the antithesis of like the point of having a stuffed animal to put it in a plastic bag. Yeah, you get this soft thing you can put on a bed, yeah. but instead you like. It was a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, H. Michael Croner. Oh, God. Hi. Hi. I want to hear about your story. I mean, I'm just going to tell it. And just, I like, cannot wait. Jump in. So uh-huh. I had this stuffed dog when I was a kid. You're was, kidding. There's a theme here. Today. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Because he's talking about, a, he's talking about dolls. Well, this is, this is where this came from. I didn't oh, really, okay. I had okay. things that I thought about, but I didn't really know okay. what I wanted to say. I was like, I think it's more fun to go in and sort of see what. Yeah, I love that. Nightmare pops up. Yeah. Now we have a theme. Yeah, yeah exactly. We have a theme. It's this. It's the plush. Uh-huh. It's the plush podcast. Um, and Fair. it was it was this big oversized dog with floppy ears, and it was my favorite. It was my absolute. There was no contest. This was the best stuffed animal, and it was like it had the place on the bed and all this shit. And I was very young at the time. I was like I was in my my family's second house, so we were I was probably in elementary school. And the first trauma that happened to this dog was uh, this dog had a lot <laughs> the of first one. There was I know, a lot. I know. There were a lot of traumas. Okay, so the first one happened in elementary school in the the Thornhill house, which is what I call it. Uh, <laughs> are you white? Oh yes, the Thornhill, the Thornhill house. house. Which, mm. by the way, it, it, I, I think when you when you hear Thornhill house, you think of like hedges, and it was like yes. a shitty brown <laughs> house with a with a. It had a um, a but chandelier just, in the front, like a like one of those orange seventies oh, chandelier, yeah. oh, like yeah, a yeah, real yeah. nightmare. And the 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 roof was like dried out, old mm. wooden tiles that were just like it just looked it looked like a murder house. Yeah, but we were happy there. Yeah, we had an olive tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, my sister and I were playing doctor, and we had this lamp, this lamp which was like a. It was like a like a beige dome with uh-huh. a light bulb in it. And in this game of Doctor, my, my dog had some sort of brain problem. And so we <laughs> we, serious. Of course. we were like, there's only one way. We have to use the machine. And we pressed his head into this light. <laughs> and then when and then when we removed it to have fixed the brain injury, the light bulb had seared a black hole in the top of my oh. favorite stuffed animal's head. So he had this black ash pit in his head. And uh-huh. I, started, I started crying and crying and crying. Oh. And then uh, <laughs> my mom took him and she carved out the hole in his head where the black burn had been. And she sewed his head closed. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a normal surgery. Sure, sure, sure. But the thing is, there's a lot less head now. Okay. So the head, <laughs> the the dog's head had sealed up in an unnatural way, like a clamshell, and it like misshaped. His face became mutated. Mm-hmm. He became very set. His ears, yeah. which had used to like lay down by the side of his head, they sort of were closer together at the top, and so it, it wasn't the place where your ears start. <laughs> it was sort of around the crack of your skull. Oh. And then as this is I like the Velveteen Rabbit, right? It yeah. really was a nightmare. And <laughs> a lot more character now. Yes. It was it was truly like a, a Frankenstein. And it kept happening. So that the thing would would open up and she would run out of material and so she'd take a piece from his leg and this this head kept changing and morphing and mutating. And then the real nightmare is uh <laughs> So we moved houses. We mm-hmm. moved to the Henley Courthouse. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How white were we? <laughs> so white. So white. We, we moved to the Henley Courthouse, and I was in middle school at this port, point. And I was one of those kids whose hobby was, like, masturbating. Like, that, you, I were just, that, that you were the only kid. I know. But no I was, other kid was, ever did that. It was, like, it was an, like, I couldn't get things done. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that was, we I mean, all understand. I mean, I, I wonder sometimes, I wonder, because at the time I had, I had a very clear thought of like, th- this is a problem. Like, I wasn't like, wee! I was like, I'm I'm 13, and this is destroying my world. How I also are, you talk about how much guilt you have. Yes. I yes. have a pretty good guess at what the second trauma to that. I can't imagine animal. what it was, too, but I can't wait to hear it just all. just waiting to be opened back up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not a mystery, guys. <laughs> but the worst part about it is there were multiple holes on this dog that oh, this 13-year-old kid, <laughs> we are headed there, could have fucked. <laughs> you tipped my hand. You tipped my hand a little bit. And for for some reason, 13-year-old H. Michael thought the most appealing hole was the original hole, which was... <laughs> Can't be a classic. It always is. It always <laughs> is the original hole. <laughs> you always go back to the so, original hole. So since, we, since the two things we had talked about in the beginning of this podcast were stuffed animals and shame, I'll talk yeah. about the night that I fucked my precious stuffed uh. dog in the head. <laughs> with his offset little black eyes reflecting my face... In the dim light of my bedroom, eye contact, and then, (laughs) and then I took him outside, and I threw him in the garbage, in the outside garbage can, and I covered him in garbage bags to to, because I I couldn't look at him, I couldn't look him in the face. Oh, oh, and you want to destroy the the evidence? I, I, yeah, I fucked. Have you done that to every thing since that you've? Fuck. Everything? <laughs> every, every person? I, was, I didn't just throw them away after. Yeah. Um, we, just, we don't want to assume that you've like fucked people. We just we just know things. You, you guys can assume that I've fucked <laughs> people. I, I, fucked, I haven't fucked any in the head. I, I uh, guess I have fucked some in the head. I guess you have. Yeah. If you're being literal, I have yeah, the yeah. original hole. But no, yeah. I've never thrown any of them in the, in the trash. In the gray garbage. Not literally. That's, but. that's, that's so... Um, that's so crazy. I love that. Is it like how many things you're saying? You're like, I'm goodbye to childhood. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're just like in that moment, you're like, I can't have anybody find this. Yeah. You know, my addiction to coming all over my house. Oh, my God. Really? Well, no, no. I'm saying just but like my addiction because I would I would not, not fuck everything. But like I was so I was such a monster. Like 
I did. I, I'm just going to confess every horrible thing. I, I had one of the things that I would do is I was very nervous. And I wasn't like in a puritanical family, but like my dad was like a hawk. He wanted to know the. Sh- he would f- if I if I had porn, he would find it. He would sniff yeah, yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have to like one of the things that I would do is I would sneak down in the night, and I would cover the printer with like a pillow. And I'd print out pornographic images, and then I'd hide them in the in the slats of my wood bed. And oh my so, god! The so next just... morning, they'd be on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> just wake up, like, oh wait, just no drink, no drinks or anything. Just, <laughs> no, just no, dad no, just found like, them. Oh, dad found them in the slats of your bed. But yeah, it was the it was the moment where my addiction to 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 jerking off just destroyed the last remnants of my childhood. Oh my God. There was nothing left. But that's also like, in a way it's like good in a sense of like, it's, it's It's good. (laughs) It's, it's, it's evolving, you know, it's like moving on and it's like a way, but it's so, it's so funny how it's like, we do these things and you're just like, yeah, I, cause you're not, you're not overtly thinking of it that way. When you're a kid, you're not going, this is the end of my childhood. And you know, but, um, I miss the, like, the, the years when I had the like the drive, the stamina, and the need to like jerk off many times a day. I like I wish I could still do that. I don't have time. I have no time, desire, or ability to do that. And I'm like, yeah, there's, like, a, there's a real feeling of like, I guess I have to do this. Right, yeah, it's, yeah. This particular like, erection seems like a problem that I. I I'm to, like, let's just figure this out, finish this, and then move on, and then I'll do this, and I'll move on. Just to fucking. Whereas, like, I remember as a kid, like, looking forward to it. Like, I can't wait till I can get home, mm. and I can and I'm gonna jerk off about this or that, or oh, I can't yeah. wait. And yeah, it was like it was such a a treat. Yeah. And I was a late bloomer, so I didn't jerk off until like I was almost 15 for the really? first time yeah oh. i was very late in that and so and i remember having that shame because all my friends were doing it and i was hearing about it and i would try to and i like couldn't oh, and the oh first gosh. time i did i was like and then it was like no looking back everybody oh i know well, wasn't the first time so gross too you're like is that supposed to happen at the end you know like, oh I, I was like i felt like i was the last person on earth for it to happen so i knew all you about know, it you knew. <laughs> when it happened i was so happy I was like, I, I was, was like, I feel so normal. <laughs> the first time for me was on an, it was an accident. Like I woke up and it was sort of like the tail end of a wet dream, I think. Uh-huh. And then I woke up and I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is the, oh my God, that's so <gasps> I thought funny. like I was sick and like maybe it was an infection. Oh, oh wow. you poor thing. But I guess I knew enough to not tell my mom about it. Yeah, there, there's enough so oh, like, maybe shame. What, like, maybe it's right. This is my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I'm sick, I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, like, oh, that's so funny. I know. It's like you're born with it. It's like you're born with bones and you're born with shame. I, isn't that weird? I don't know. Why? 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 Like, why do we, why do we, like, care to, like, like hide, your hide, those, yeah. hide those things or make those things, like, so awful? I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's good that they're personal. It's good that people don't just walk around jerking off all the time, I guess. (laughs) But, like, you know, I don't, you know. But, gosh, that's, that's like, really crazy. My dad, in addition to being a a, a porn hawk, was also... (laughs) Porn hawk! (laughs) Porn hawk croner at AOL.com. Can somebody please make a comic book called Porn Hawk? (laughs) Um, But he he also was very... He was a good communicator. He was Uh a super good communicator. So I knew. I knew what was supposed to happen. But... I had this I had this image in my head that when I came it was going to be like tadpoles. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like I was wow. going to like I really thought that you're going to be able to see them. So oh, there was a okay. there was a yeah. sense of disappointment when I came for the first time because I was like I can't see 
It's well, just then, like, like sex ed in those videos. You're like, oh, there they are. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. I thought I'm not going to show you cum in a, in a kid's video, sex ed video. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> well, can they you did imagine my the future? <laughs> <laughs> my teacher showed me his cum all the time. Yeah. It was great. Hello, kids. My I had a woman Sandy. and a man teacher, and they showed us everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very progressive school. And so today we've brought in my, my partner, Jack. <laughs> and Jack's going to demonstrate some things for you. Yeah, we also oh. have H's teddy bear. Here. Yes. <laughs> if you're into that, it's still it's still in the dumpster. So he's gonna we're gonna make him get up in front of the class and, uh, and peel it out from in between. Burnt head. <laughs> <laughs> it's ready to go. Oh my god! Can you imagine if if you also knew just contextually that I was dating like a, a burn victim? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. That day. would be so. Oh. That would be a lot. It would be like wow. Because because oh if you were, it would be like what a good person. <laughs> And, and then, then all of a sudden you realize, like, oh, no, no, what a horrible yeah. fetishist nightmare. He's just, he's just trying to reach back in time her. and fuck that dog. One yeah, more time. like, oh, no, oh. like, oh, that's terrible. Oh. But, you know, hey, we all have our things. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any photos of that poor dog? No, God, no. Mm. I have a picture in my head and I have a feeling it's nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. I have a picture Far in my head, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a, a mangled, poor little eyes on di- different sides and just, you know. Different color the, yarn. The story gets, the sadder you picture the dog, the funnier the story gets. Oh, completely. Mm, yeah. Mm. Just, and you're just being like, here we go, everybody. I'm he's got a little this. blue stitched tear under his eye. <laughs> <laughs> like the person who made it knew that he was going to get fucked in the head. Like this thing <laughs> oh is not headed towards greatness. No. <clears throat> oh my God, I love that this so much. This is a sad dog for a dirty kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, on that note, I think we're out of time. Oh. Um, I know. That's, this Can has we been come wonderful. back for more? Please c- come back for more. Come I have back thought for of more. another story, but I'm going to save it. Save it. I'm going to save it. Save it for next time. Yeah. But I love that we today we just we talked a lot about dolls. I and love that like there's our connection a theme that with, just came about. It, it happens. It happens yeah, a lot. That's cool. And, um, it was nice. It felt right. It, it felt, felt right. It just felt right. It felt, it felt absolutely. Was right. that your story too, or did you you you? He, he came in to, with another. Well, I had a different right? one. I had a couple. Just, I know that was that was that was the that was the. Sh- no, there isn't kicking. there isn't a more shameful story that I was <laughs> no. hiding from you. Yeah, no, that I, was plenty. That, guys. That's you plenty. picked the one that fit. The thing. It definitely. Nathan Nathan is assuming already that like just the well of horrors with me. He was like, well, this has got to be the one. This has got to be his safety. This is when he always gets up and tells. Yeah. It gets darker from there. No, I always love I love doing this because people tell these stories and they go, this is what I'm so embarrassed to tell and it's stuff that we all go, oh, I've done that. Oh, mm-hmm. I did that. Or, mm-hmm. or on some level, like, yeah. or we go, oh, you're a person like we all are. And yeah. I, I love that. It, it, They're even it, telling you my story after we talked about dolls and things. I'm like, well, maybe it's not the best story. <laughs> you know, no, but like... we always think because we, we carry around so much, like we say shame about it, that we make it so much worse and crazier than it is. And then when you say it out loud, people go, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I mean, you know, that they did that behind closed just doors. Just admitting too. that, like, I masturbated a lot when I was a kid is like, uh, is one of those things that we don't talk about all the time, but every single person did it. Yeah. So and when you get older, you're like, well, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Is somebody going to literally be upset with me? Like, how, how dare you? Your I mother's going to call you. I hope this story yeah. serves to like, inspire some young kid who's been thinking about fucking his. <laughs> Is a go flush dog in the head. I, I'm just going to go looking. on a limb and say I don't think a lot of kids are listening to this I show. I hope they are. And if they are, uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If they are, I have zero advice for you. Um, Hide this from your parents, please. Exactly. Hey, just just tuck, don't let your parents hear this. Tuck this podcast in between the, the boards of your bed. <laughs> Print it out. Put a pillow over it. Jerk off to it later. I, I love Sew the idea up. that there's a kid who's just printing out the text of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. All right, I want to thank my guests, Nathan Adloff and H. Michael Croner. Thank you for being on the show thank today. You. Thank you. So fun. Um, and I will uh, see you all later Bye. in life. Bye. That got so existential. Bye. Listeners, I'll see you all later. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye, see everybody. Thank We're all you. connected but separate. <laughs> we're all happy until we're not <laughs> goodbye bye, bye.